Welcome to Besties on a Mission, the show that explores the incredible potential of self-help books and delves into the depths of personal growth and transformation. I am your host Hari Priya and this is my co-host and my best friend Kyle and we are your besties on a mission. We are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to or you can if you want to. Today we're diving into another very important and transformative topic which is letting go of fears from your subconscious mind inspired by the profound teachings of Dr. Joseph Murphy. So far we have looked at different areas of life like health, wealth and love. Today we are going to address this very real issue many of us face which is fear. In learning how to use your inner powers relating to the subconscious mind, you will open the doors to so many of your fears, if not all of them. But by facing these fears head on and letting them go is when you arrive to your desired reality. Fear is often rooted in past experiences and conditioning. it can hold us back from realizing our fullest potential dr murphy's timeless wisdom teaches us that our subconscious mind is the key to releasing these fears and unlocking a life of abundance happiness and fulfillment yes so letting go of fear is not about denying its existence or suppressing emotions instead it's a process of understanding and acknowledging these fears and then consciously choosing to release their hold on our lives by doing so we create space for positive transformation and the manifestation of our deepest desires absolutely Dr Joseph Murphy's book emphasizes the importance of understanding the nature of fear where it is coming from the root cause of it and its impact on our subconscious fear can be like an invisible barrier that hinders our progress and prevents us from living our best life like you might want everything you want consciously and have the most positive attitude towards life in every area and still may not experience your best life just because all of these fears that is running in the background in your subconscious mind but through awareness and self reflection we can begin to dismantle these barriers exactly so the first step is to identify the specific fears that hold us back are we afraid of failure rejection or change once we recognize these fears we can start to challenge them and replace them with empowering beliefs Dr Murphy reminds us that our subconscious mind accepts what we impress upon it by affirming positive statements and visualizing our desired outcomes we shift the focus from fear to possibility it's essential to remember that fear often arises from our past experiences or traumas Dr Murphy's teachings encourage us to release the emotional baggage from our past freeing ourselves from the shackles of fear This might involve forgiveness both of others and ourselves to let go of the negative energy that keeps us trapped. Yes, so one of the significant aspects of releasing fear is cultivating a mindset of gratitude because nothing or no feeling is more powerful than the feeling of gratitude. Gratitude shifts our focus from what we lack to what we have, creating a positive vibration, a positive energy that attracts more blessings into our lives. Dr Murphy's teachings remind us time and again to express gratitude for every aspect of our existence no matter how big or how small. Exactly. Take a moment each day to appreciate the blessings in your life. Express gratitude for your health, relationships, accomplishments and even the challenges that have helped you grow. 
The more you practice gratitude, the more you'll notice a sense of contentment and abundance in your life. Yeah, similarly, visualization is another powerful tool in this process. By vividly imagining a life free from fear, we activate our subconscious mind to manifest that reality. Visualize yourself confidently pursuing your goals, overcoming obstacles, and embracing new opportunities. As you repeatedly visualize these positive outcomes, you anchor it into your subconscious mind, making it more likely to manifest in your life. I agree. And Dr. Joseph Murphy's book also highlights the role of faith in the process of letting go of fear and living your best life possible. Faith is the belief in the unseen, the unshakable knowing that everything is working for your highest good. Cultivating faith is an essential aspect of releasing fear and trusting the universe's infinite intelligence. That's true because when you have that faith that the universe supports your desires and that you have the power within you to overcome any obstacle, it happens. Letting go of fear and embracing faith allows you to step into your greatness and live an aligned life with your true purpose. Now, let's discuss some common types of fears that people may consciously or unconsciously hold on to and need to release to live their best lives. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy long list, but we'll try our best to discuss the ones that we have experienced and we've or we have seen in other people so you can resonate with it, reflect on it and let go of it. The first fear, I think, which is very common is fear of failure. Many people fear failing because they associate it with disappointment, embarrassment, or judgment from others. This fear can prevent them from taking risks and pursuing their dreams, ultimately holding them back from reaching their fullest potential. To release this fear, individuals can reframe failure as a learning opportunity and embrace it as a stepping stone towards success. In the book, Joseph Murphy describes a medical student who was brilliant, but somehow he performed horribly in his examinations and forgot all his answers during the test. And Joseph Murphy found out that all of this was happening due to his fear of failure. As a solution, this student visualized being congratulated by his mother in his imagination over and over and over again. And as a result, he performed really well in his next exams. The next is the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection often stems from the past experiences of feeling unaccepted or abandoned. This fear can hinder individuals from forming meaningful relationships or expressing their true selves authentically. To overcome this fear, it's essential to recognize that not everyone will resonate with us, and that's okay. Embracing self-acceptance and surrounding oneself with supportive and loving people can help release this fear. Next, fear of change. Change can be so uncomfortable and unpredictable, leading some people to fear the unknown. This may stick to familiar routines and situations, even if they're not fulfilling or even if that doesn't make you happy, simply because it feels comfortable and safer. To release this fear, individuals can focus on the potential positive outcomes of change and cultivate an open mindset to new possibilities and opportunities. Next comes the fear of success. Surprisingly, fear of success is a real fear that some individuals experience. They may worry about the added responsibilities, expectations that come with success or fear that it will change their identity or relationships. To release this fear, one can work on self-belief and visualize success as a fulfilling and enriching experience. The next, fear of abandonment. This fear of being abandoned or left alone can result from past traumas, 
and attachment issues. This fear can negatively impact relationships and lead to clingy or codependent behaviors. To release this fear, individuals need to work on building self-worth and trust within themselves and with their partners by seeking professional help where it's needed. Next comes the most common fear, which is the fear of public speaking. This common fear hinders personal and professional growth. The fear of being judged or making mistakes while speaking in front of others can be paralyzing, where the person triggers the stress response by just thinking of public speaking. To overcome this fear, individuals can practice public speaking in safe environments, seek supportive feedback, and focus on delivering their message rather than obsessing over potential flaws. Next, fear of uncertainty. I am not proud to admit this, but I also had this fear not very long ago. The fear of not knowing what the future holds can cause so much anxiety and stress. This fear often arises during significant life transitions, such as changing careers, moving to a new place, starting a new relationship, or anything possibly. To release this fear, individuals can practice mindfulness and focus on living in the present moment, trusting that they have the resilience to navigate whatever comes their way. Next is the fear of letting go. Holding on to past hurts, grudges, or negative experiences can create a fear of letting go. This fear can block personal growth and hinder the ability to move forward. To release this fear, individuals can practice forgiveness, both towards others and themselves, and focus on the positive lessons learned from the past experiences. The next fear is the fear of being vulnerable. So, vulnerability can feel extremely scary because it involves opening oneself up to the possibility of being hurt emotionally. This fear can prevent individuals from forming deep connections and experiencing intimacy in relationships. To release this fear, one can gradually build trust with others, starting with small acts of vulnerability and gradually increasing as trust grows. Next is the fear of being judged. The fear of being judged can lead individuals to conform to societal norms or hide their authentic selves. This fear can prevent them from pursuing their passions and expressing their true identities. To release this fear, individuals can practice self-acceptance and surround themselves with supportive and non-judgmental people who value authenticity. By addressing and releasing these different types of fears, individuals can unlock their full potential and embrace a life of growth, abundance, and fulfillment. It takes courage and self-awareness to confront these fears, but the rewards are profound. The next might seem unusual, but there are people who experience this which is fear of water or mountains or closed spaces and different phobias in this manner. There are many people who are afraid to go into an elevator or climb mountains of different heights or even swim in the water. It may well be that the individual had an unpleasant experience uh, while he went swimming in his youth or such as he was thrown forcibly into the water without being able to swim or he almost drowned or he was afraid of climbing really high mountains. This can cause very valid fears. Joseph Murphy described his experience where he almost drowned when he was 10 years old as he accidentally fell into the pool. This experience sank so deep into his subconscious mind that for years he feared the water. He overcame this fear by imagining that he was swimming in the water and little by little he was actually able to swim. When he assumed a new attitude in his mind, the subconscious responded to him. Let's say, suppose you are afraid of water or a mountain or you are afraid of closed spaces. 
you have to imagine being in those situations for say five minutes or 10 minutes, three times or four times a day to overcome that fear because you're actually doing it in your mind. So it becomes a subjective experience. The next fear is interesting. It's the fear of old age. Physicians over the years have stated that it is the fear of time, not time itself, that has a harmful aging effect on our minds and bodies and that the neurotic fear of the effects of time may well be the cause of premature aging. There are many people who fear old age and uncertain about the future because they anticipate mental and physical deterioration as the years advance. What they think and feel comes to pass. So now we've covered some of the major fears. Next, moving on to very early on in the book, Dr. Joseph Murphy talks about this very well-known Italian opera singer named Caruso, who was once struck with stage fright. He said his throat was paralyzed due to spasms caused by intense fear, which constricted the muscles of his throat and that he was sweating profusely and that the singer felt quite tensed and ashamed because in a few moments he had to go out onto the stage, yet he was shaking with fear. He said, people will laugh at me, I can't sing. Then he shouted in the presence of those who were there backstage that little me wants to strangle the big me. He said to the little me, get out of here, the big me wants to sing. By the big me, he meant the limitless power and wisdom of his subconscious mind. And he began to shout, get out, get out, get out, the big me is going to sing. And obviously his subconscious mind responded by releasing the vital forces within him. When the call came and he walked onto the stage, he sang gloriously and majestically, enthralling the audience. By the little me, Caruso was actually referring to the conscious or the rational, and the big me as the subconscious or the irrational level. So since the subconscious mind is reactive, it responds to the nature of the conscious thoughts. When your conscious mind, that is the little me, is full of fear, worry, and anxiety, the negative emotions and gender in your subconscious mind, that is the big me, are released and flood the conscious mind with a sense of panic, foreboding and despair. When this happens, you can, like Caruso, speak affirmatively with a deep sense of authority to the irrational emotions generated in your deeper mind. In another instance, Joseph Murphy described the situation where autosuggestion was effectively used to banish various fears and other negative conditions. A young singer was invited to an audition. She had been looking forward to the interview, but on three previous occasions, she had failed miserably due to the fear of failure. This young woman had a very good voice, but she had been saying to herself, when the time comes for me to sing, maybe they won't like me. I will try, but I'm full of fear and anxiety. Somehow, she overcame this by the following technique. Three times a day, she isolated herself in a room and she repeated this to herself authoritatively. I sing beautifully. I am poised, serene, confident and calm. Never ever say, I can't. Like these words should not ever be a part of your vocabulary. Overcome that fear by substituting the following. I can do and I will do all things through the power of my subconscious mind. Avoid thinking from the standpoint of fear, ignorance, and superstition. So think about it. How often have you wounded yourself by getting angry, fearful, jealous, or vengeful? These are the poisons that enter your subconscious mind. You were not born with these negative attitudes. You should know by now that any method which causes you to move from fear and worry to faith and expectancy will always cause a healing. Absolutely. 
If your mental blueprint is full of mental patterns of fear, worry, anxiety or lack, and if you are despondent, doubtful and cynical, then you would naturally experience stress, tension, anxiety and limitation of all kinds. When fear, false beliefs and negative patterns are made to register in your subconscious mind through psychological, emotional conditioning, there is no other way for the subconscious mind to follow except to act on the blueprint that is given. And like we said before so many times, if you build defects back into your body by thoughts of fear, anger, jealousy and ill will, you have no one to blame but yourself. Thoughts of jealousy, fear, worry and anxiety tear down and destroy your body by bringing about mental and physical diseases of all kinds. If you're fearful and worried, you're not really thinking. True thinking is far, far, far from fear. True thinking is free from fear. When fear knocks at the door of your mind or when worry, anxiety, doubt crosses your mind, keep your vision, your goal in your mind. It is said that fear is man's greatest enemy. Fear is behind failure, sickness and poor human relationships. Millions of people are afraid of the past, the future, the age, insanity, death and every other fear that we've already listed in this episode. So fear is a thought in your mind and you are afraid of your own thoughts basically. So I guess our listeners are able to grasp the fact that the purpose of so much of what was said to us was to control you or instill fear into you. Like if you don't eat your veggies, a boogeyman will come and get you. A little boy can be paralyzed with fear when he is told that there is a boogeyman under his bed that is going to take him away. When his father turns on the light and shows him there is no boogeyman, he is freed from the fear. The fear in the mind of the boy was as real as if there really was a boogeyman there. The thing he feared did not exist. Likewise, most of your fears have no reality. They are merely a combination of sinister shadows and shadows have no reality. So this is actually something I love and live by now. Do the thing you fear. In the words of a famous philosopher and poet, Ralph Waldo Emerson, he said, Do the thing you are afraid to do and the death of the fear is certain. I believe this 100% at this point. Joseph Murphy also believed because he did this. The way he overcame his fear of public speaking was to stand before the audience, do the things he was afraid to do and the death of the fear was certain. When you affirm positively that you are going to master your fears and you can come to a definite decision in your conscious mind, you release the power of your subconscious mind which flows in response to the nature of your thought. I guess we are also doing something similar by starting a podcast and using our voices because the fear that existed before has certainly died now. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Intimidation and fear are not the same thing, but often intimidation can lead to fear. So I've been there before and of course the impact of the intimidation significantly varies from person to person and when someone is intimidated they might be afraid of the consequences of not complying with the intimidator's demands or actions so this can be considered as one of the examples of abnormal fears because this is not automatic or a natural response of your body I guess that makes sense So in reality a person intently has only one kind of fear the fear of falling the fear of noises or the fear of a tiger chasing you for example this is all classified as normal fear this is good for us because this helps us survive 
It's natural and it's experienced by almost everyone. The kind of fear also triggers your flight or fight response, preparing your body to react in potentially dangerous situations. Let's say you hear a vehicle approaching while you're crossing a busy road. No brainer, you're going to step away from it in order to survive. These fears are rational and they go away once the threat is no longer present. The abnormal fear does not serve you. It is detrimental to you. These are the fears that you inculcate as you grow up. These are imparted to you by others like your parents, relatives, teachers, and all those who influenced your early years. It is important to understand that these abnormal fears have a profound impact on our subconscious minds. For example, it might affect our belief formation. Let's say a person has had a traumatic experience with dogs. This turns into a fear of dogs and this impacts their behaviors towards dogs throughout their lives. So, just because it happened once does not mean that it will keep happening. So, this prolonged exposure of irrational fears or chronic fears also turn into agonizing mental issues such as anxiety and stress. So, therefore, abnormal fears don't serve you. I'm sure you must have seen there are some overprotective parents who could be a very good example of abnormal fears because they are afraid that something terrible will happen to their children and that they're always expecting the worst and preparing themselves and their kids for the worst possible outcomes. Because when they read, say, about an epidemic or a rare disease, they live in fear that their children will catch it and sometimes even imagine that their children already have got that disease. There is nothing to base this fear on and yet they end up constantly worrying and intervening in their children's lives and limiting their freedom. All of this is an example of abnormal fear. So it is best not to let your imagination run riot and do the following coping mechanisms to wipe out abnormal fears. Move mentally to the opposite. To stay at the extreme of fear is the stagnation plus a mental and physical deterioration. When fear arises, there immediately comes with it a desire for something opposite to the thing feared. Place your attention on the thing immediately desired. Get absorbed and engrossed in your desire, knowing that subjective always overturns the objective. This attitude will give you confidence and lift your spirits. Yes, so the infinite power of your subconscious mind is moving on your behalf and it cannot fail. Therefore, peace and assurance are yours. First, identify your fears and face your fears. When you face them head-on, they become absolutely trivial. If you're afraid of a customer or if you're afraid of your boss or if you're afraid of anybody in your life, keep in mind that they're not a boogeyman. They are just another human being. In the book, there is an example of a man who accidentally landed in a jungle during World War II because he had to parachute from a damaged plane. When he landed in the jungle, he was really frightened and he thought that he was going to die. But then he realized that there were two kinds of fear, normal and abnormal which we have previously pointed out. Eventually, he began to believe his infinite intelligence and believe that it'll guide him out of the jungle. After repeating this for several minutes, a mood of confidence began to seize him and he kept walking. And guess what? After several days, he was out of the jungle and was later rescued by the rescue team. So what happened here is that he changed his mental attitude and that saved him. His confidence and trust in the subjective wisdom and power within him was the solution to his problem. So, if he had indulged in his fear, he would not have survived. So, there is a saying that universe rewards the brave. And this means that one should not be deterred by the fear of failure. 
So the above story is the perfect example for this saying. That is true. I agree. There is another interesting example of a prominent government official in the book. He had a deep sense of inner peace and serenity. He was apparently never bothered by the abuse he received politically from newspapers or the opposition party. His practice was to sit still for 15 minutes in the morning and focus on his inner peace. This helped him in overcoming all manners of difficulties and fears. And once, when a colleague called him at midnight and told him a group of people were plotting against him, he calmly replied that he was sleeping and that he was going back to sleep and that whatever the issue was, he would discuss it the next day. He was super cool and super calm and peaceful about it. He did not let anything bother him whatsoever. And as a result to his inner state, nothing bad happened in his reality. Those who plotted against him suffered the consequences of it by natural order of things. So, in conclusion, do the thing that you are afraid to do and the death of fear is certain. Say to yourself and mean it that I am going to master this fear and you will. You can overcome any abnormal fear when you know the power of your subconscious mind can change any and all issues. Give your immediate attention and devotion to your desire which is the opposite of your fear. This is the love that casts out fear. As we navigated the journey of releasing fear and living our best life, it's essential to recognize that setbacks and challenges are a natural part of life and it's absolutely normal. However, how we respond to these challenges determines our growth and success. Dr. Murphy's teachings encourage us to view challenges as opportunities for growth and learning instead of succumbing to fear and doubt and worries and stress. Choose to face challenges with courage and resilience. Trust that you have the inner strength to overcome any adversity and that every obstacle is a stepping stone towards your dreams. Yes, and part of living your best life is also about aligning your actions and behaviors with your aspirations. Dr. Joseph Murphy's book reminds us that our thoughts alone are not enough. We must also act in harmony with our desires. Take inspired action towards your goals and dreams. Break down your aspirations into manageable steps and commit to taking consistent action. As you align your thoughts, feelings and actions, you create a powerful synergy that propels you towards your best life. And a vital component of living your best life is cultivating self-love and self-compassion. I cannot stress this enough. If there's anything you take away from this, please indulge in self-love and self-compassion. Dr. Murphy's teachings emphasize that you are deserving of all the good that life has to offer. Embrace your worthiness and treat yourself with love and respect. Practice positive self-talk and affirmations to reinforce your sense of self-worth. Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding you would offer to a close friend. By nurturing a loving relationship with yourself, you create a solid foundation for living a life of joy and fulfillment. When you truly understand the potential of your subconscious and master the techniques we mentioned and practice them, your subconscious will respond to it and free you from all your fears. As we conclude this transformative episode, let's take a moment to reflect on the profound wisdom of Dr. Joseph. Letting go of fear from your subconscious mind is a journey of self-discovery and empowerment. By reprogramming our thoughts, embracing faith and taking inspired action, we unleash the full potential of our subconscious mind and we can manifest our best freaking lives possible ever.
Remember that the power to create your reality lies within you. By releasing fear and living in alignment with your deepest desires, you can embrace a life of abundance, purpose, and joy. Thank you for joining us on Besties on a Mission. We hope this episode has inspired you to embark on your journey of letting go of fear and living your best life possible. Until next time, may you fearlessly embrace your dreams and manifest a life filled with happiness and fulfillment. Before we end this episode, we have a new task for this week and we hope you have been able to experience the miracle power of your subconscious mind in the previous weeks by the tasks that we've given you. So here goes the first task, which is anytime a fear comes up, challenge it. Like actually sit down and challenge where that is coming from and write it down and try and see why you have that fear. And the next task would be anytime you are having any fears and you're experiencing the negative symptoms of it, just sit down, breathe, actually breathe and relax, like count your breaths and relax. And the last task for this week is do something to challenge your fear. For example, let's say you have a fear of public speaking and that you may not be comfortable speaking in front of large groups. Here is what you should do. Speak in front of your friends or family who you're already comfortable with so you can gain more confidence and you can break that fear little by little. Until next time, keep dreaming big and unleashing the power of your subconscious mind. We look forward to hearing your feedback and reviews and do visit our website www.bestiesonamission.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. And we are your older sisters who read. So that you don't have to. Bye.